1: Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Specialist for Instructional Support at the University of Kentucky. My guest today is Dr. Nicole Huff, Assistant Extension Professor for Family Finance and Resource Management. Welcome, Nicole.
2: Hello, Mindy.
1: If you have been listening to our podcast for the last few weeks, you know that we are currently featuring a series called Living With Loss, Playing the Hand You Are Dealt. And we recognize that loss takes many shapes. And so today we are continuing this discussion by focusing on financial resiliency and how we can recover from financial setbacks. Nicole, I know that COVID-19 has been especially hard on Kentuckians financially. Can you begin by talking more about some of these pandemic-related financial stressors?
2: Yeah, um, Mindy, the, the pandemic has been hard on Kentucky families in so many ways, and one of those ways is financially. Um, you know, in the last year, we've seen unprecedented job loss. Uh, We've seen product scarcity and manufacturing delays. You know, those have driven up prices on everything from groceries to lumber and even toilet paper. We're still talking about (laughs) toilet paper a year later. You know, and so families have also had to adjust not just to increased prices, but also demands on their time, such as, you know, accommodating virtual learning or remote work schedules. And, you know, this has forced um, some dual-income families to rely on one salary and reduce their household budgets by half or more. And you know, in the year since the pandemic began, um, Kentucky still has over ninety thousand fewer jobs than it did before the onset of COVID nineteen. And so, that's a lot of um, displaced workers. And and what what the data is showing is that low-wage workers, um, Kentuckians of color, and women have been the groups that have, you know, been hit the hardest financially. And so I think this is a good topic. I think the topic is timely um, as we really think through how to recover economically during these, these challenging times.
1: COVID-19 has definitely increased financial stress for many Kentuckians. What about other financial setbacks that people commonly face?
2: Yeah, I think that um, the pandemic kind of brought a lot of things to light. And what it did is it really represented you know, probably the most common type of financial setback we see. And that's the unexpected financial uh, setbacks or losses. You know, I know that I speak for many when I say I hope COVID-19 is one of those once in a lifetime events. Exactly. Um, you know, regardless, we're likely to experience other financial stressors over the course of our lifespan. Um, And loss can, you know, often will fall into one of five categories, disease, death, divorce, disaster, or downturn. You know, and the pandemic represented many of those. Any of these areas can cause us to experience, you know, really financial repercussions And when we're not financially prepared for the unexpected, we will undoubtedly feel overwhelmed. You know, whether your car breaks down, you have an unexpected medical or household-related bill, you lose your job, you lose a spouse or a child, you know, your house is hit by flooding or tornado, or a global pandemic hits. And, you know, I know people personally and professionally who have experienced some, if not all, of these at one time. But not having an emergency fund or other financial resiliency skills in place can make it much harder to bounce back. So those are a few um, of the different types of financial setbacks that we see.
1: Well, and I I think it's important that you mention that there are so many of those that got wrapped into one with the pandemic, That definitely the pandemic is something that everybody experienced. But based on their level of financial preparedness, they might have experienced it differently. Yeah. So you mentioned financial resiliency. Can you talk a little more about um, what that is and how people who are experiencing financial hardships can become more resilient?
2: Yeah. You you know, and and I know this is a continued theme um, with this current series, but, you know, resiliency in general is our ability to bounce back or recover after any kind of financial setback. And financial resiliency is much the same way. That's the ability to recover after a financial loss or to maintain financial stability when faced um, with financial stressors or strains. And we often connect financial resiliency with financial health. And, you know, when we refer to financial health, it means that, you know, somebody has developed financial discipline, you know, and that includes practicing, you know, strong and, and sustainable behaviors, those kind of financial principles that we can keep up Things like spending wisely or developing a budget, avoiding debt, saving, those are all part of being more financially resilient. Whether you've experienced a financial loss or any kind of loss, really, um, one of the, the first steps in kind of boosting your resiliency is to maintain hope. You know, I know that's important with financial setbacks as well, because, you know, financial stress and loss can especially feel overwhelming, but it's important to remember in light of that, that very, very few things in life are irreversible or irreparable. You know, financial recovery, it might not happen overnight, but it can happen over time. And that's something that's important to remember if you're being faced with financial challenges perception is really powerful. And so when we can maintain those feelings of hope, um, we can begin to regain control of our situation. And that helps us work towards you know resolving that. When you talk about maintaining that hope, we're not
1: talking about ignoring the fact that the problem exists, but recognizing that we have the ability to overcome and, and make changes in our life. And sometimes that's just really hard for people to maintain that level of hope, isn't it? So how can we help them move through this period of strain and, or loss?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And that's a really great point. And so being hopeful about something is not denying that a problem exists, but it's instead choosing to see that, that a solution exists as well. But I think that with financial strain especially, it can be difficult to maintain hope because our finances are so integrally tied to our livelihood. And so, um, you know, our finances, they're vital for purchasing, you know, even those minimal necessities in life, you know, the basic shelter, food, clothing, transportation, health care, and providing for our health needs. and um, Those are all tied to our finances. And so, you know, because those finances are essential to our livelihood, when our financial stress is high, it, it you know, research has shown it'll increase our rates of mental health problems such as depression or anxiety, you know, and, and that boils down to the amount of mental effort it takes to process, you know, how to manage financial issues. And so... You know, managing financial issues it really requires a large amount of mental effort, and that can kind of consume that space that our brains need to tackle a task. You know, our our right. mental capacity, and when a stressor um, overtakes our mental capacity, our survival is threatened. And especially with our finances, because we feel like if we can't pay our bills, if we can't provide for our family, um, it is hard to see that hope. And you know, much like any stressor, when we feel like our survival is threatened, we will enter that fight, flight, or freeze mode. But that's where the importance of hope comes in, because when we can maintain hope, you know, that helps to fuel the energy that we need to fight, because um, we don't want to, to flee or to freeze, but we want f- to rise up and fight and and improve our financial situation.
1: So what would you suggest for someone who is fighting to improve their financial situation?
2: I always start with the same suggestion, but that is to... (laughs) assess your current financial situation because to do things differently, you have to figure out where you're where you are. And so you know that begins with um, your overall budget. and especially in the wake of a financial setback, you know, begin by just getting a big overall picture. So sit down and list your assets and your liabilities, Compare your income to your expenses. And then begin to prioritize your payments. Where um, is your money coming in, and where does it have to go? And so, you know, when we take the time to step back and see our overall financial situation, that helps us begin to identify areas of flexibility. You know, and, and strategies to do this are to list the due dates for your bills, to list outstanding balances, to begin to collect uh, creditor information. Because what, what you want to do is to look for areas where you can eliminate expenses or to cut back in certain areas uh, or luxuries, things that you don't need for your survival, um, or even negotiate payment plans. You know, especially in light of this last year, many creditors and banks and other companies are very flexible right now. They're willing to work with people who are trying to to fulfill their financial obligations. and you know, during especially during periods like this last year of financial uncertainty for many um, across the state and nation and, and even globe. And so, you, you know, um, if you're struggling right now, you may find that you qualify for payment assistance or there are deferment or forbearance options. Um, you could get a reduced interest rate or you might could even just reschedule your due dates so that your bills can coincide with your pay periods. You know, I do want to mention, Mindy, that, you know, if, if you're listening and you are facing a detrimental financial setback, I mean, it goes right along with hope, but it's understanding that you don't have to face it alone. You know, often finances are not an area where many people are comfortable discussing money matters or asking for financial help or seeking financial assistance. But when we go it alone, it tends to be so much slower and harder than if we were to seek out, you know, community resources like Cooperative Extension, but places in your area that can connect you with services that are designed to help you. You get back on your feet, um, and we're seeing a lot of examples of resiliency resources right now. Um, you know, in the wake of COVID nineteen, and uh, one, for example, and we can link to it in the show notes. But you know, if you're a Kentuckian who is struggling to pay your rent or your utilities, if you if you've suffered financial setback due to the pandemic or some other. Financial reason over this last year, or if you're a landlord who is struggling to pay your bills because you have tenants who have hardships, and it's it's kind of made this uh, snowball effect for your finances. The Team Kentucky Healthy at Home Eviction Relief Fund, you know, that can help both uh, tenants and landlords. We'll link it in the show notes, but it's an example of how you can qualify for some rent or utility assistance, um, and that's just one example of resources that are in place to help Kentuckians recover financially.
1: I think that it's, it's great that we have these opportunities available for people in our state because we are definitely seeing people suffer and we don't want them to go through that. We want, want them to be able to have our neighbors back on their feet again, able to, to be able to provide for their families in the way they always have. So as we wrap up today, for our listeners who are not currently experiencing a financial setback, can you discuss a few ways that they might want to undertake to avoid finding themselves in a financial situation that's not comfortable?
2: Yes, because, you know, preventing a problem is often much, much easier than resolving one. There are some steps you can take if you're in a financial position or well, you're not seeing adversity. That's a great thing. And it's and it's a great time to take those steps to become more resilient. So that if one if a financial challenge comes up, you are better able to bounce back or you you may can avoid it altogether. Now at the beginning of our conversation, I did mention the importance of uh, preparing for the unexpected. And Mm -hmm. I joke that that's kind of the theme for 2020 and 2021 is to, you know, prepare for the unexpected. Um, And that really financially, that includes saving, you know, what we call an emergency fund or a rainy day fund. I mean, the Federal Reserve recommends saving at least three months of living expenses, more if you can. Um, but that's to help you have something in reserve for when some of those ex- those unexpected events happen, um, the disaster, the if divorce, death, anything that may come your way. Um, even if your car breaks down, um, and I've experienced that recently. But you know, <laughs> we can never fully know what each day will hold. But when we when we are not strained financially, that helps. And a few other ways that you can increase your financial resiliency is maintaining a low debt to income ratio. Because when our challenge when our finances are challenged, you know, we want to be able to put our resources towards the things that affect our livelihood. And when our income is consumed um, with debt payments, then that adds an uh, additional layers of stress. And, you know, it's recommended that you keep consumer debt payments below the 15% mark of your, your monthly take-home pay. Better if you can, I keep it, way under that. (laughs) And then other things like purchasing adequate insurance coverage, um, health, life insurance, disability insurance, things that, again, help protect and reduce some of those unexpected risks. And then I'm going to leave you with this one. You know, don't underestimate the importance of investing in yourself. And so that's things like, you know, it might be your physical health, you know, eating well or receiving annual screenings or you know reducing your risk for diseases that are in your control Because we see those have financial repercussions too. You know, many insurance companies will reward you if you take steps towards healthy lifestyle behaviors, and that can affect your finances. You know, maybe investing in yourself means taking care of your home, which we are seeing home values skyrocket Mm -hmm. right now, um, or taking care of things like your car or um, your appliances, things that you own, your assets, and so that will increase their investment value as well as just their lifespan and longevity. So you can use what you have longer. And then, you know, a, a good one is is investing in your education or your job training. And so if you're able to, never stop investing to make yourself a more qualified employee, especially in a, a competitive workforce. And so, but, you know, regardless of your financial situation, whether you are rebounding right now or you are trying to become resilient for future situations, just just know that it is never too late or too dire to improve your financial situation or to, you know, really develop those habits that will boost your financial resiliency.
1: Nicole, I think these are all great tips for someone, whether they are currently experiencing a financial hardship or helping them avoid financial hardships in the future. I think that we're going to all be more financially resilient after our conversation today. I so hope thank, so. <laughs> thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. And to our listeners, if you are just joining us, you have found Talking Facts, and we are available on all major podcast providers.
0: Thank you for listening to Talking Facts. We deliver programs focusing on nutrition, health, resource management, family development, and civic engagement. If you enjoyed today's podcast, have a question or a show topic idea, leave a like and a comment on Facebook at UKFCSEXT or send us an email at UKFCSEXT at UKY.edu.